Howdy friends and welcome to the Full Disclosure Farming Podcast. I'm Erica. I'm a business school graduate turned farmer's wife. And I'm Joe. I'm a college dropout with a master's degree from the University of Hard Knocks. Together we run several successful farm and ag businesses. Let's get brutally honest about all the issues facing our generation of farmers and ranchers. Hello, pod people! How's everybody doing? Everybody good? What's going on? Well, I think we just had one of our best uh, podcasts yet. Some very good friends of ours, Clayton and Blake. Uh, Blake. <laughs> um, Clayton and Blake Phelps from Edgewood Farms. Edgewood, Edgewood Farms. Edgewood all items. The things. Yeah, yeah, they got a lot going on. I feel like um, it was really chaotic. I guess because I haven't edited it yet, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because that's like, that's like our... They're like friends, so it's like very like shoot the shitty. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like we can sit down and have a conversation, or I have a conversation for three hours a day with Clayton. Yeah. And so a lot of them antics come into play. Yeah. If you didn't, go back. It's a fun one. Yeah. Um, you know, me and Clayton talk... And when we need to be serious, we are, and then for the most part, we're not. And a lot of the conversation we have is is to help with, like, and, and you'll understand that when you listen. Right, it's strategy you know, it's, and coping. It, well, and it's just, it's just having somebody, yeah. you know. I mean, everybody needs somebody, and he's my outlet to the bullshit that I deal with mm-hmm. around here. But I think that we talked about, and I, and I want to have them back a lot, but I think we talked about strategy moving forward with bad economics like agricultural economics yeah which is where we were going to focus and in on I think for we today need to focus on that today i think that um a lot of the folks who reach out to us on this podcast um maybe reach out to us for a uh a different perspective or for help in certain areas of the business and i think that if you're listening i think you need to prepare yourself for What's going to be a very rough, very rough five years. And I don't think we're going to switch presidents regardless mm-hmm. of Democrat or Republican. Um, I think we're going to see, if you want my honest opinion, it's going to be Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama on the Democrat side. And it's obviously Trump mm-hmm. on the Republican side. Good, bad, or indifferent. But isn't there an independent, too? I don't know. Kennedy, right? He's a fucking piece of shit, and I hope he doesn't win. Okay, but I think he's running as an as No, the he's a Democrat. He's a Democrat. I, oh, I thought he... I'm 90% sure he's on the Democrat ticket. He oh. could have switched to an independent. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you right now, if, if, if Kennedy gets in office, farming as you know it's over. Mm. I mean, he is... Him and Joe Rogan do a, like, weird masturbate each other over... Roundup and how bad it is for you. Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan is like monumentally against Roundup. Meanwhile, is a big deer hunter and like literally deer eat fucking Roundup, Roundup like candy, like yeah. candy. So I don't, I don't want to hear Joe Rogan shit. Either way, no matter who we get for president next, we're headed for five. Right, we're headed in a direction that is going to be very ugly. tight mm-hmm. on everyone. Um. But I do feel very confident and very, I guess, happy. I feel like if I'd have saw this, if I'd have dealt with what we're dealing with right now 10 years ago. It would have been bad. Uh, it would have been, it would have been, been the been end. So bad. It would have been yeah. the end. Um, you just feel like we're better prepared now than ever well, to I handle think, something like we, tightening the belt? Yeah. I mean, I think that we have a lot going on, especially you do, with the... Um, retail sector of our business. Yeah. And number one. Number two, we have held ourselves to a standard where we do not borrow money for equipment. Right. So, quite literally, this shit can sit home. True. You know, and and It doesn't that was, need to cover acres to make money to cover its right, payment. And that was the difference. And, and obviously, Clayton and, and Blake have, and Craig have, 
um, some things they have to iron out because their equipment, they are not like us. Right, they lease a bunch of equipment, but they're drastically larger than drastically. we are. Drastically. I, mean, you know, I yeah. mean, you know, he's a four, four times four as thousand many. acres, yeah. and we, you know, we're piddling around with. Yeah, 850. Yeah, or but, well, a thousand, but really what we harvest. Right. For grain is is only three hundred yeah. acres, so I mean they're in that rate ten times yeah. bigger than we are. So they but they have some maneuverability and and they do things different, you know, buy and mm-hmm. sell grain and and basically what I, what I really enjoy about Clayton and, and Blake is that them guys, not unlike ourselves, will point and shoot an arrow in, in a direction of profit. Yeah, and that that's so very important. Guys who listen to this and gals who listen to this podcast, I mean, you need to realize that you have to be diverse and you have to point the arrow and shoot it in a direction you know there's profit. And yeah. If, right you're, now, if we, your farm's a business, you need to be making money. That's the end of the right story. Right now, we know there's nothing. Um, and we talked about it on the last podcast, and I'll bring it back up again, that if corn drops ten more cents, it would be the cheapest corn that is that American farmers have sold in, in the history, history of the of U.S. America. Yeah, that's not good. That's depression. That's yeah. that's all of it. So, it's upsetting to me, but on the same sense, what I have to see looking forward. Crop guys always get it first, in the shaft, and then it, it trickles down. It, yeah, then the it ripples guys. to yeah. And then it goes to the beef guys, who are typically the last ones. But then on the upswing, the crop guys get it first. first. Same way. And, yeah. and, and But what I think we see now is the mountains are higher, the valleys are lower. Because I ain't no mountain high enough. Basically that. Yeah. So this is where your book, let's talk about your book, Mo. Yeah. Um, she did something very, very, very special, and I think that... Anybody, any farmer, aside from, like, and I, we, we always kind of pick on the dairy farmers because it's fun. Yeah. Um, but aside from a dairy farmer, and you guys got to sort your own shit out. Yeah. You, you need to. But this isn't for the dairy guys. This is for anybody selling egg products mm-hmm. direct to a consumer off their farm. But let me digress quickly. Eggs to yeah. Meat, you know, Everything. is the focus. But meat is the focus. Let me. Well, meat's your focus. Digress for a second. I posted in a Facebook group, uh, Women in Agriculture group. There's like mm. 50,000 people in it. And I submitted a post to talk about the workbook. And like, it, they don't allow self-promotion, so I'm not sure that they're going to approve it. But When did you do that? Today. Oh. But the thing that, what I wrote was, because I am in the group and I see the post, and there's endless, endless conversations happening of people posting and saying, what do all of y'all do for off-farm income? Like, I need to, like, make a little extra on the side. Or, like, what are you doing, like, that yeah. you can work from home? And, you know, they're trying to think of ways to make extra money. And, like, my thing that I wrote with my submission was, like, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need to go learn something new. You need to take what you're already doing and make it profitable. Make it make you money. You're already doing it anyway. If you can make money off of that, you're steps ahead of trying to learn a new skill and then, or like learn a product line to like sell mascara or something. Like all that stuff takes extra time and energy from you. Take something you're already doing. Like if you're, about. If you're farming and you're already yeah. getting eggs or, you know, raising pigs yeah. or like anything like that, like you're already doing it. Like, let's make that make money for you. So, like, I think, I hope they'll approve my post because I think it's relevant to, like, really for people. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to the tightening the belt thing. Like, if you're already investing your time in it, that's what needs to make you money, not trying to spend time doing other things. So, the workbook itself is like 50 plus pages. Interactive workbook, questions and prompts, and blank space um, for, like, you to write answers out. It helps you build a strategy and detail out your goals and then, like, how you're going to accomplish that in 2024. So any farm selling meat, eggs, I guess pineapples, although I don't think that really applies. Upside down. Fill out the workbook. Then you can also buy a review of the workbook where I'll go through it with you. And then that kind of leads into my mentorship program. 
where I like coach people, you know, and guide their journey to help them succeed as a point of reference. Like we sold last year, we sold over 75 head of beef and over 45 hogs, freezer trade quarters and halves. Like I speak from experience and I want to help anybody who's interested in this journey to like do their thing and do it right and do it well. Um, but the workbook, you yeah, can find it on the website. I think you'll find it very, very useful. It's $99. It ships for free. Mm-hmm. And essentially, this is my favorite part of the whole pitch. If I can help you sell 15 pounds of ground beef, Stop, everything okay. else you learn from me is free. Yeah. Because that itself um, will pay for the workbook. I think that one thing that we've, 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 I've, in fact, I just got a message on TikTok from a gentleman who privately messaged me and said, how did you start selling your beef? How did you do this? Did you sell him this? I did. Because <laughs> I told him to go to the to the TikTok that I recently made about the book mm-hmm. and comment this mm. so I can speak about it again. Right. And, guys, what you guys have to understand and realize is that we're in the retail sector of agriculture... It's very small with a giant consumer base. Yes. Okay, so I remember when when I got told, when, when I told my mom and dad, we're going to retail all our beef. I'm like, you can't fucking do that. I'm like, why? And they're like, there's not enough people. And I was like, there's 400 fucking people in, in our the town. town of North Jaden. Yeah, in our town. Right, and I'm not targeting North ah, Jaden. But as based on just the we simple fact East Java, of population, right? There's plenty of. And customers. I mean, there's fucking plenty of people. Stop with that shit. Well, and that's why with the workbook, like I had this thought like three years ago mm-hmm. that I wanted to do this, yeah. and I just didn't feel like I was at a point where I was comfortable enough to, honestly, like help my competition, right? Right. But now. I feel much more confident in my knowledge of the market to realize that there's plenty of people for all of us to still sell. Well, and I think that aside from all of that, and which is incredibly accurate, you know, you are definitely today far more versed in in uh, the in the the, the process. Mm-hmm. But what I think that we've done, and you all can do this, is. Oh, a guy stopped to look at a piece of equipment I had for sale, and he's like, oh, my God, Yankee Beef. Like, I've heard all about you guys, and, you know, and, and how do you, like... Is it the Amish guy? No. Oh, Judd. No. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'd be really impressed if we infiltrated the Amish community with our social media. <laughs> oh, I don't want to infiltrate anything Amish. Um. Anyways, the guy said to me, he's like, man, he goes, you guys got a pretty good something going on, like... I'm like, yeah, you know, we worked really hard at it. I mean, honestly, since 2015, at least, you know, where you came here yeah. and you were like, uh, you were at Sherwin and whatever, and we we're yeah. doing the thing, you know. But I mean, like, you took over what I had started, yeah. which was you took over which I had very prematurely or it was not very good. It was just flying by the seat. Just doing what I could to yeah. bring a couple extra bucks in, yeah. you know. Uh, which I never got any money for. But anyways. And that's um, a great start. That's a great way to start yeah. for people that are listening. Like, yeah. you don't need to launch this 100% no. polished professional machine no. to enter the marketplace. But there are some very simple things that I can help you put in place to make you succeed at a faster rate yeah. than I succeeded. Yes. Like, this took us 10 years to get here. I can save you time. Like, you can figure it out on your own. And it's going to take you the 10 years, but I can save you time and make so it a cute. faster rise for you just by but, tips, tricks, suggestions, all that. But you can't, you have to realize that I sold beef when I started off a of straight fucking passion. Straight. And Craigslist. Well, yeah, I mean, I did a lot of that. But, but when people called me and asked about my beef mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, you weren't really... Yeah. I was passionate. I sold myself. Yeah. You know, I sold myself. Like, wow, this kid really loves what he does. I'm going to buy beef from him. Yeah, and we're back to the, like, a couple episodes ago where we said, selling is not about the product. No, it's not. It's really not. And we're... Brian Bliss is 100% pissed off right now 
about a man who just sold himself. In a story. In a story to sell a product. Yep. And... That's the way the world works. That's the way the world works. I'm not saying it's kosher. I'm just saying... So... So, but anyhow... Any hoozles. What I think is, is that we are able to do this now because we were very passionate. We waited through some shit... And then this, so back to this guy. That, I'm sorry, that's where I was headed. This guy, he's like, how how do you, how do you, like, do you, how is your customer base? How is this? And I said, you know, once in a while we'll get somebody that tries to shit talk Yankee beef. Like, tries it. And it doesn't fucking work anymore. We have created a following of human beings who are pro Yankee beef, Yankee right. maple, and like if you, I dare you. I dare right. you. Right, you say something off in a room of like Yankee fans, and it's just gonna be like crickets, crickets. and everyone's gonna stare and at you, you know like, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. that's and, not the and, vibe, bro. And, and, and like, so we're very um, in our hometown. We are very much outsiderish. I get that. We're not vibe. like reclusive though. We're right. just, we stick to our, like, squad of people, and that's really it. We don't, but, like, I can feel it when I see, like, locals in this hometown. Oh, sure. I can feel this sense of, like, well, why does he say everything he does on TikTok? Why oh, he, sure. Just why, like, a judgy, why, or like why, a judgmental thing? Yeah, like, wh- why did he tell people he needs a counselor? Why did, why did he do that? Sure. You know, I can feel that. And it's like, you're not my people, so right. I don't care. Yeah. I would much rather communicate with... Andy Silver from Wisconsin, or or this guy from mm-hmm. Iowa, or that guy Iowa from, Kyle. <laughs> or Iowa Kyle. Yeah. I mean, what up, brother? Um, but like, I would very much communicate with this man because he's in my wheelhouse. He's, yeah, he's like a me, and and what I do in my success does not flounder his. Correct. You know, and a lot of people in the small town of North Java believe that if I sell ten more beef, or we sell ten more beef. We're stomping on the parade. We're not really true. not. Yeah, not true. So, uh, but anyways, I would like to get back to where we were headed was weathering the storm. Yeah. Farmers, this is for you. Like, we're, we're headed bad. It's bad. It's going to be bad. It's You're going to be in three years. You're going to be looking out of a fucking woodchuck hole. I'm calling it out right now. Like, I'm telling you right now, in three years, your asshole's going to be tired of fucking snare drum. And it's going to suck. And this is where you need to start right now selling yourself. You need to say, I have beef for sale. I have chicken. Whatever the fuck you have. Sell it. Sell it. And so, so I remember this. I'm going to, I'm going to do a TikTok about this tomorrow because this guy's going to ask the question on my mm-hmm. TikTok tomorrow. But he, he said, how did you get started? And I got started just selling a few. Yeah. And then you, and then it was a clusterfuck because I am not a, I'm a mentally organized person, but on paper, chaos. It's 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 not good. But I but I mean, for the most part, yeah. I can you know we are where we are mm-hmm. a lot because of my qualities in yourself. But what I would like to say about that is that we 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 did ten one year, and then the next year we like we're gonna sell fifteen. You know, it wasn't a fucking question Force of yourself if, to do it. Yep. It was we are going to sell fifteen. Yep. You know, and, and that's, you have to, you force yourself every day, farmers. You force yourself every day. We got to get the corn in by May 15th. Why is it any different? Make you're it not going to go out happen. and I have to sell 10 beef by yep. May 15th. It's the same. Yep. So one thing I am excited about, and this is going to sound terrible, but I am excited because this downturn may wipe the few fucking piece-of-shit farmers... Off the map. Off the map. They may belly up, and then we're all and saved we're any stress in the future of them giving our industry a black eye. there is a couple eye. of them right now that we have some stress about. Yeah, it's like, just when you're... You have to understand that agriculture as a whole in the community, like, people see us as one. Even mm-hmm. though we all know mm-hmm. amongst ourselves that we're very different yes. in range from size to quality to focus to practices, the general public thinks that we're all the same. So yes. when they see a horrible, terrible, disgusting 
like bad reputation, not good representation farm, like they sometimes think that's now all of them. Well, and I mean, I think that I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it a hundred times. Again, PETA and AOC are welcome here any fucking day they want to stop in and come right on my farm. Of course, I want to be here. Yeah, no, but no I trespass. Do, no trespass. Do not trespass because I have pew-pews and stuff for that. But and dogs. Co- <laughs> come to my farm, but we farm the same way with an audience as we do without. Facts. There is not one single fucking thing I would do in front of a camera that yeah. I would do not in front of a camera. Well, and that's why it's so easy for us to be on social media because, like, we just so record easy. what we do during the day. We're not like, right. ooh, I can't show this part. I have to put my phone away. Like, right. that doesn't and I would, exist. I would love to talk more in depth about that because I'm going to tell you right now that I couldn't edit a TikTok to go to fuck for. Like, I could not... You still can't. I still can't. And that's the proof in the pudding and the fact that I'm going to make a TikTok and you're going to see what you see. Yeah. That's it. You're going to see what you see. And I fucking care because I'm proud of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully this ends some, some disaster farms. Right. Who PETA will find. Yeah. And go and hang out at. And... I would just like to say that we are headed in the right direction as far as that goes. But back to weathering the storm, I think that we all have to look at our inputs more than we've ever looked at them and know them. Mm-hmm. Know them. I think that it's fascinating that, and just just because I grew up in it, um, how wrong could you possibly be to say, well... That person's milking a thousand cows, and the price of milk's twenty dollars a hundred. So if they're making money, I'm making money with my three hundred cows. Not true. You know how yeah. wrong? How more wrong could you ever oh, yeah. be? I mean, every situation, even of amongst, say, a more apples to apples comparison, where they say, "Oh, they have four hundred cows, and so do I." So like, if they're making money, I am too. No, even amongst people of the same size, you can't no. even assume that. No. No, and I mean it's 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 so sad and so wild that so many farms truly still believe that. Yeah. So, um, but I think the biggest thing that for a advice or moving forward thing, I think that you guys, if you're, I think most of our people that listen to us on this podcast are are us. They got to be smart. <laughs> Right. They're tuning in. They gotta be Right, smart. but I'm saying, like, I think they're us people. Yeah, like, I agree. people trying to sell their beef. I don't think the general public no. is really invested in this podcast. No. But one of the things you can do right now to, to gain customers and a following is say, we know you're struggling. We've said this a hundred times. Mm-hmm. The American public is struggling right now. Tucker Carlson just went and did this interview with Putin. Yeah. Right? And he did it, and it was it was cool. But my favorite two things so far is that he went to a Russian grocery store and bought what he would normally buy. What is going on on my phone? He bought a grocery cart's worth of food. And then had everyone on his casting crew guess what it would cost, and all the guesses ranged from like four to five hundred dollars yep. for the cartload. And how much was it? Oh, it was a hundred and four dollars. Yeah. How does that make you feel? So, but then he went to McDonald's of Russia okay. today, and he got two big, two, you know, whatever, big normal, Macs, yeah. and it was seven bucks. Wow. So what's wild to me is that. Here, American farmers are selling the cheapest fucking grain in the history ever of the sold, country, and you're buying the most expensive groceries ever you've ever bought. And if yeah. you think those two numbers are going to ever correlate percent to percent, you are fucking wrong. Yeah. So, I that's what I wanted to cover tonight. On yeah, this. I mean, I, I think it's important to know what you can live without, right? If push comes to shove and you're not covering your expenses there trust me there's something hanging out on your place that you don't need mm-hmm. and i don't mean like go sell grandpappy's like antique tractor i mean there is a piece of equipment something that you maybe probably have a payment on 
Like, the Steiger is the perfect example. It got less than 50 hours a year for the last couple years. Well, I didn't tell, t- I didn't tell podcasts that I sold all my equipment. We don't even own shit no more. Like, we sold the Steiger because we're going to upgrade and buy something like a bigger tractor. But my point more is... Yeah, it wasn't useful enough. It didn't make the cut. There's got to be something on your place that you can live without. Well, and I think that one of the things that a lot of you, and obviously if you have a dad who never fucking sells anything, a lot of you... Then you got hedgerows full of stuff to sell off. That someone wants. Someone will buy it. Guarantee it. And you know what? If you look at that thing and be like, that thing's a piece of shit. Someone will pay for it. Someone will pay for Post it. Post it. Marketplace is a weird place. I laugh like my high country might as well have an Enterprise sticker on the side of the fucking thing. Oh, for sure. Because I never drive it, but I didn't get that high country. I didn't get a payment on the high country. I don't have a... I right. Mean, we owe fucking, what, 10 grand Not on that thing? Yeah. Nothing? Nine? Yeah. You know, I mean, we owe nothing on that truck, and I drove... How many thousands of miles in the last month? A ton. With my trailer. I, I also went with that truck and made 20 grand mm-hmm. in one day. Yeah. And I got fucked going to Maryland, but whatever. I mean, and I'm going to go to Indiana in two weeks. Oh, I had an idea. You should take the cattle trailer when you go to Indiana and pick up the bulls, bra, and bring them back home. You're like halfway there. <laughs> Who am I meeting in Indiana? You figure it out. That I can if I can that. find a farm somewhere that'll hold them near there, will you pick them up and bring them home? Because don't you think that's a good idea? Like, that's fine. We'll pick them up. save on trucking like halfway across the U.S. If you're I already going to be there. Free trucking. You are a fucking Kaiser Sozi. This bitch told me that it was free. It might. It might be free shipping. But I didn't see that in the catalog this time. Why did they offer to bring it out for free last time? If I don't know if they changed their. Like terms and conditions, and I just didn't bother to double check or what. So I gotta, I gotta make a phone call tomorrow. I don't know about you. So for this or that, I don't know. Big coat or lots of layers. I don't know why anybody wears a big coat ever. <laughs> that was Clayton's suggestion for a this or that question. Yeah, Clayton's a layers dude. Does Clayton's anyone also- just go with a big coat? Stevie does. And no- nothing underneath. Stevie wears that little jumpsuit thing. Oh, the, the little unis, the unitard uni, thing? Unitard. Like a Carhartt Muni? Yeah. Interesting. I like will happily wear like 14 layers. I feel like... Lightweight cotton in like 14 layers is the absolute I feel best. like I've... As I get older, I put another layer on all the time. Mm-hmm. And I shed less. You know? Right. It's but actually, I feel like i found a way to be very comfortable. To not... Like, I don't mean this in, like, a perverted way, but to watch me get dressed in the morning, hmm. tank top, t-shirt, lightweight long sleeve shirt, a tighter crew neck sweatshirt, and then a big hoodie over the top. I don't know how I don't look like the guy from the Christmas story. Like a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> it's no bra season, but you can't even tell when I have five layers on. I don't layer socks. Do you? If you layer socks, you are a fucked up individual. Psychopath? That's yeah. not true, actually. You're gonna you're 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 on a watch list somewhere. <laughs> I uh when we did pour on last week, I put a big pair of fuzzy socks over my regular socks and then put them into my muck boots because uh hot take unpopular opinion, muck boots are dog shit for yeah, keeping no, your feet warm. Big fat cock. They, I've like, never wore a muck boot in my life. And had a warm foot? Never. I wear them lacrosse boots and my feet sweat and there's no insulation. In Here's it. a life hack if anyone's still with us after this rambling nonsense. If you need a way to stay comfortable and also keep your feet warm, get your favorite pair of cowboy boots and then buy Neos. N-E-O no. apostrophe no. at Just be quiet. Don't N-E-O-S. Fucking tell me I'm quiet. in the middle of a sentence. Because they're, they're, no, Neos. They're an overshoe. You put your cowboy boot inside of the Neo, Velcro, and strap it shut. And then it literally, I could do horse chores for like four hours in Neos, and my feet will be endlessly warm. And then the bonus is you go ride your horse, take your Neo off, and your cowboy booted foot is still warm. She looks like the guy who pushes the garbage can from Home Alone. Yeah, but they come in different sizes, so you can like get... the guy that pushes the garbage can from Home Alone. Yeah, but what I'm With saying the is there's different... Yeah, absolutely, just like his boots. 
But they come not in different attractive. shapes and sizes. Oh, God, not this again. We don't dress for you. <laughs> okay, let's fucking get right down into this situation about the not dressing for me. But really, what? sometimes you have to choose comfort over fashion. No, and I'm not. I'm never, ever, like, I, yeah, I mean, sometimes when you wear them sweatpants from Timu or Timu. <laughs> I don't shop there anymore. Well, good, but I, sometimes you wear them and you're like, wow. Yeah, you're really That's something. That's fucking wow. And I feel like no. See, I want to. I want to have this fucking argument. I want or not argument. I want this conversation. I feel like I always dress for you. I feel like when I put my clothing on and I walk out the door, I make sure that I'm a fine looking human being. Except for you, always say the shirts I pick are too tight on you. Right, because I have a beer belly that I cannot get rid of, no matter how <laughs> much I don't drink. Welcome much, to thirty five. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. That's shit. That's shit. It's fucking poop and it's shit and I don't like it. But anyways, alright, so here's the story. So, last week on the Tick and Talk, some woman posted about how she wished she kept her jeans from 2008 or whatever because they were bell bottoms. And she had wished she'd kept them because now it's a new trend. And I commented and said... Men didn't like that trend all three times that it was a trend. Okay? They're not pretty. They're not attractive. There's nothing about them that makes me excited. And to be clear, he is not talking about flare-legged jeans. He's talking about, Full like, super bells. Yeah. Deserve to have rollerblades beneath them. Yeah. Super. Yeah, that not, 70s show, like, bell-bottoms. They're, they're not, not attractive. Yeah, he's and not so, a fan. So two women got all fucking cunty and horny about how I was wrong. And one woman wrote, too bad we don't do that for men. And I wrote, I bet there's a lot you don't do for men. (laughs) And that pissed her right off. And then she said, not me sitting here with my husband laying with his head on my crotch. I take care of him. And I'm like... What does it have to do with the price of tea in China? Well, I don't know, but I'm like, you should get it out so he can play with it. And she didn't write nothing bad. Yeah. And then the next woman, I can't remember what I wrote to her, but it was something along the yeah. same lines. And she's like, your wife isn't dressing for you. She's... When she wears, like, like what we just talked about, your 47 layers and your Neos... Obviously, I know you're not dressing up to get me fucking Not erect, trying to get dumb. you a boner no in my Neos in 12 fuck. layers. Christ yeah. on a cracker. I'm not dumb. So, but I said, just because I'd had enough of dealing with these prowess women of, you know, yeah. I'm so strong and I don't need my husband and blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. Like, you know what? I love you. Like, I love you when you're not pretty, when you're not all dressed up. And I love when you dress up for me. Right. Okay? Like, love it. I love, you know what I like, you know when you go put them items on that I'm going to love that. Yeah. You know that. So, she had wrote back to me, so I got pissed, and I was just like, yep, you're right, all pants pull down the same, just because fuck you. Yeah, Like, I'm sure. done. And she wrote back, she's like, wow, it's so sad you'd say that about your wife. I can't imagine, like, being your husband, you know, having you as my husband. And I'm like, go back to my TikTok, two, two TikTok posts ago, about the post I made of, of my wife and how excited I am that we have literally been together since fucking Christ was a baby. Yeah, I mean, the, and there's like, two kinds of fashion, though. Like, I, there's, like, regular, like, I look good, I feel good fashion, and then there's the kind that, like, you're not a fan of when I, like, try to, like, zest it up a little bit with something, like, trendy. Like, trendy clothes are the ones that guys are, like, usually not into. But, like, my, my tried and true, like, classic Kimes denim, like, it'll, that'll always be a victory, but there are times when I, like, dress... I think trendy is just the right word that, like, maybe you're not a super fan of, but, like, it's not like you're going to complain. No, and I don't complain. I mean, you know how I feel about the jean, the fucking bell-bottom roller skate jeans. You know how I feel about I that. I have a pair, right? You do. Yeah. And I'd rather you didn't, but you do. And you typically only wear them when I'm not going to be around. Yeah, I... Or whatever, but, like, I feel like if we're going out, 
You put on what I appreciate. Kimes. It's always Kimes. But but and and I always make sure that I wear or try to wear what makes you yeah. like for even when I'm walking out the door to the barn, I make sure that I'm a good looking human being for you. Like self respect, yeah. Self respect. And like people get all fucking cock hard about you know, and like there's a whole movement of women are the new But like, can we just stop? With it a little, and can like, we just admit that we need a partner in life? Yeah, that like, God damn it, so you can do know? things like, I can't. Like, is that a man. crime? Like, you know what? Like, babe, I don't expect you to go out and and wrestle with a fucking might mean mama cow. Yeah. Nor do you expect me to come in here and do the dishes. Right. But also, if I need to do the dishes, which I just did on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I was looking to get my dick sucked on that nail, but did it work? No. Oh. It could have been better, I guess. But <laughs> no, I was trying to cook dinner, and the dishes sink was yeah. fucking aggressive and whatever. And I just, I did them. It was not that was not my point. But like, if you need to go out and deliver a calf or boil syrup, yeah, you'll do them yeah. things. But god damn it, as a man and a woman, we have our fucking place in life. Cut to shit. And now we're back to stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your fucking like. You're a woman. You I have my like list of things I do. Yep. You have your list yep. of things you do. Yep. We try to not bother if, each and other. And if we have to do the other or the other. Yeah, because who's gonna open all the pickle jars? Right. And who's gonna do the dishes and suck my <laughs> dick? <laughs> well, you're not gonna suck your own dick. I know I won't more. That'd be too right. convenient. <laughs> Just kidding. Never did. A little I So here's the real question. How do you feel about the blanket skirt? Um I mean, if you want to kill a boner, just, <laughs> there it is, right there. Just, if you want to make, you know... Shrinkage? Four and a half inches turn into an inch and a half, that is the deal. That's the ticket? That's Wrap the yourself ticket up right in a blanket there. skirt, but you know ladies. what, like, alright, so let's have the conversation, too, because... I, it's bigger than four and a half inches, but, um... It's five. Uh, <laughs> four and seven eighths less. But anyways, you've worn a blanket skirt... 15 since, years? Since yeah. literally baby Jesus was put in the manger. Yeah, literally since the beginning of time. blanket skirt on, and I've been fine with it the whole it's time. Like, it's just... Part of the deal. I hate it. I hate that it's sunny and 85 out, and you have a blanket skirt on <laughs> on the porch. But it's part it's of the fine. deal. Yeah. And, but what is this movement? I don't know. It's bullshit. Like, I understand a lot of times you don't do things for me like no a lot of times you do but i understand i like, know what you're saying for the most part like well i didn't i'm not dressing up for you right now i'm dressing up for me because i think i look pretty right like when i was and getting I ready i am here to tell you that you're not pretty in those jeans i when i got ready for the bull sale yesterday like mm-hmm. put on a little mascara mm-hmm. whatever yeah, like that. It just made me feel better about myself yeah. and i wanted yeah. to like feel confident when yeah. i was like getting ready to like bid on stuff and, like, not risk money, but, you know. Right, and I think that if we would all just, like, if, if, like, there's no reason to fight this thing. I agree. You know, like, I mean. If you think you can do your whole life alone, good for you, but I can't. And what's super fun about that is, like, oh, well, let's, let's have the cat, let's talk about that. What did, he picked, what bull, what bull did he pick yesterday? Miss Erica? Oh, yeah, that's Oh, yeah, let's have the conversation. So I was bidding yeah. on DV auction um, at Beergo Angus's sale, and I had like the lots picked out I was going to bid on, and I bid on a few, but they like went out of budget range. And stop, she is so incredibly impressive about her her timing and her. If this doesn't work, that will work. Like this, I don't I don't know if I want to call it an algorithm, but maybe it like is. a complex formula. Like a complex of- formula of I really want to. If this doesn't work and this is the sale order, then if I can spend this and like there's a whole and I do the same thing in farm. Yeah, equipment very complicated. Option. Yeah, it's a very complicated when because <laughs> this is when you're fucking poor and okay, can't say you're poor because you're not poor, but when you don't have the funds yeah. that you need to compete with people who do it. And I funds. told Clayton someday I'm gonna bid in a bull sale and just pick out the lot I want. And just fucking buy Here it. Here I am. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I know. This I'm so happy days. for you. But, yeah. like, yeah, someday. I'm going the fucking distance. On, unless Someday I will. Because, like, yeah. the way we shop now is I literally cross off the ones in the catalog that I wouldn't tolerate in my barn. And everything that's left 
if it's in my price range, I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. That's it. These are all the ones I would tolerate, and whatever one I can afford is the one I buy. And it fucking sucks <laughs> to do it that you way. Know, I mean, but... I went to auctions that was trying to buy something that was fifty thousand dollars, and I had twenty. Yeah. And was like, well, this will do. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I bought like twelve things to get to the fifty, and yeah. ended up. And like, I feel like there's an auction coming up. That Don't I, tell them where. No, I'm not. <laughs> We're not inviting any more humans. No. But I do feel like for maybe the first time in my life, I can go there with a real-life budget. Budget to buy something. And stand there and take the son of a bitch to where I need it. Yeah. And that that number is 85000 Yeah. Ish. Not anymore. Not anymore, <laughs> probably. And Ideally, like, less. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. what did that guy say? Yeah, so I... So get back to it. Circle back. They... Bring the bulls in the ring in a group of two or three. So then the high bidder gets choice. Which I hate, by the way. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, it just adds another layer of stress, quite frankly. Yeah. Because I spent, you know, there was several lots before the bull we actually bought. Where in a pen of three, I only wanted one. High bidder, obviously the first bid usually is the high bid. And they picked the one I fucking wanted. And I'm like, I hate that for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so I'm on DV auction. I win the high bid. And then the prompt comes up to pick which lot you want out of the pen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're going to just see which one he picks. And then I, like, submitted it. And they're like, okay, he picked lot 121. Mm-hmm. And I, like, typed in the comments box. I'm like, I'm a she. <laughs> like, no one's seen it. Actually, the moderator lady did. She's like, oh, I'll correct them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not important. Like, really, I just. Well, it kind of is. And I, and I, feel I said like, it's not a big deal. I get it. And she said, I get it too. I'm a she and I will tell them. Mm-hmm. Like, so. And I get it because, all right, so we blow minds with this. But how many times have, shit, I'm sorry. Go ahead, how many? How many times have people came up to me and been like, well, uh, what, what bulls do you pick? Yeah, talk cows and bulls talk with you. Talk cows and bulls with me. And I just look at them like. I, go talk to her. <laughs> I just and they look go. at me like, I, I'm not going to go. And I get, so I get that as a supportive male. I get that, like, fuck you. You know, like, when 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 this guy, somebody comes up to me like, so what, what bulls do you really, like, get into? And I'm like, I don't have anything to do with the bull program at our farm. My wife picks the bulls. She puts the semen in the tank. I put the semen in her. <laughs> in the cows. <laughs> but... Like I I, yeah. don't, I I I don't argue with no. you. I have no reason to. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. But and I'm like, go talk to my wife. She is so well versed, so well versed in the Angus bull directory and and bull semen and sure. all the bullshit. Like I don't whatever you know. And they just they're like, oh okay, and then they never go. No, talk they never to do. You. And I'm like, you know. I can see where women are like, what the fuck? But I am going to go out there, and I'm going to put my hand up a cow's ass and a rod through a cervix, and I'm going to breed a fucking cow to a bull that I whatever don't know. I told you to do. Whatever <laughs> I told you to do, yeah. and I'm not going to fucking argue. And you give me the option. Yeah, we times, talk you know, about things. Whatever, yeah. And, you know, but half the time I'm not listening, because I know you know more Right, than it's I already do. decided. And I, I can come in here, and you're going to say, well, you should buy an MX-275. Well, it's like me trying to tell you what kind of tires to buy for your tractor. Right. Like, fuck, bro. Yeah, Pick whatever you want. <laughs> like, But, like, you come in and be like, you should buy an MX-275. I'm like, well, they never made one of those. So right, perfect. <laughs> you know, no different I should, you should breed with Keneally Tahoe. That's not, <laughs> That's not even a thing. No. Like, so many women have gotten this, I've got to be tougher than my spouse. I've got to be, I've got to prove to the world. And it's like, you've already proved to the world how tough and strong you are if you have children. Right. I think this yeah. leads perfectly to what needs to be our next podcast, which was Clayton's suggestion too, was, and I think it'll end up being two, was someone has you, asked farmer. this of me was to talk about women's role in agriculture and the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Not necessarily like, I don't know. Clayton had some other ideas. I like it'll with his wife. That'll be another separate topic. So so like this, we have to talk about women's role in agriculture, the ways it's changed, the ways it's been the same and like imposter syndrome that I think a lot of us suffer from. And so I don't know. I'm not that guy. So I can't, 
I know, but you don't get it. I've tried to explain it to you before. I don't like, get it because I'm because I'm not that guy. How I'm I feel not. like an imposter, and he's like, "Yeah, that doesn't make sense." And I'm like, I, "Doesn't make it not true." You know. I mean, so, I remember years ago when we were feeding all them Holstein calves, and I would deliver hay to area dairy farmers. That's what we do. So a lot of hay, and the one guy was like, "Man, you're awful late this morning, Joe." And I'm like, "Yeah, I had like 100 calves to feed this morning." He's like, "Feeding calves is woman's work." Oh God. And I'm like. Oh, I wish I could find one to feed my calves. Because <laughs> I had to feed them. Feeding calves is weird. And I don't... <clears throat> you like, sound don't, fun to be around, sir. I don't fucking buy into that shit. Yeah. Like, I just... I don't look at you... Women's work is what the woman's good at. And the men's work is what the man's good at. Yeah. Yeah. And, and leave your and gender like, roles aside. So, like... And, and I get mad. Like, really mad when people, like... When that bitch got all fucking horny on there. Like, well, we didn't dress for you. Fuck off. Fuck off with that shit. Like... You know what? If you don't dress for your husband, something's wrong. Okay? Like, isn't it our directive as husband and wives to impress each other and, and make each other smile and be happy and be... Should be. Horny? Should be. Right? I mean, isn't that, like, what we're all after is... is I don't need... I don't think that you need, nor do I need, this fulfillment of, I don't need to make you happy. Yes, you That's do. That's just ego, yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you you do. I need to make you happy. Right. Sweetheart. Like, and I try to do that as best I can. And you fucking need to make me happy. I hope sourdough makes you happy. Yeah, you know what? All right. Like, we'll have a conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah, I really am. I, I really had some definite... Reservations. Skepticism, <laughs> reservations about the sourdough. And, uh, and now I feel like there's not one thing that I've... I've ate that I've been... They're going to be sick of brownies soon. Dissatisfied. I don't really know why you keep doing that. I can't. I, I'm fucking trying to lose like four pounds. <laughs> and this bitch... Keeps feeding you brownies. Every fucking chance she can make, she makes carbs. Just, yeah. here you go, have this in your tummy. I am going to slow the growth on ye old starter, mm-hmm. put her into low gear for calving but season and stuff. It's been good, but right there, there's the roll you're not supposed to have a roll in. What, baking? Yeah. I don't like chocolate, so I'm obviously not doing it for myself. Well, women are independent. Yeah, you I know. You can wear whatever you want, cook whatever you want. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, so you know what my favorite thing is in the wintertime. You know what it is. Steaming windows. Yep. Yep, I come in when in the middle of the day, and I've just, because I'm the male situation, just went out and worked my fingers to the motherfucking <laughs> bone. Yeah. And I come in, and my beautiful wife is doing her job. Which is being in the kitchen, looking beautiful, cooking food. Taking care of JJ. Taking care of my son. Cleaning the house. Cleaning the house. Doing the things that are important. It's not glamorous. It's not glamorous, but also... Neither neither is freezing your ass off outside, like, Like, dealing with frozen water. and job is glamorous, go fuck yourself a little. I just had pigs chew the fucking laces (laughs) off my boots... Well, I was trying to throw their goddamn water out. Fuck them pigs. Like, it's no more, no yeah, less glamorous. I agree. I agree. You know, and, like, I feel like along with the, and don't edit this out, but, like, along with the Black Lives Matter movement and the transgender thing and the, the you know, women are tough thing. The quality. Like, it's all it's this. It's gone past the quality. It's gone time. past, like, we get it. Yeah. You feel unappreciated. As the the Black Lives Matter thing, I mean, black people went through hell. Mm-hmm. Okay? But we've never talked about the Irish who were treated worse through through all of all of that systemic racism and, and, and the Irish, the Chinese were brought over to build a railroad. We've never had a conversation about them. But my point is like, I get it. I get you want a hug. I get that you want to feel more validated. I get it. And I feel terrible that what was done to women, black people, Irish people, all of that. Yeah. Even gay people. Mm -hmm. My uncle was gay. One of your uncles. One of my uncles was gay. They feel small. Mm -hmm. And they shouldn't. Right. And a lot of people are not of the thinking that I am. Right. I don't you do give you. A fuck what you do with yourself. Exactly, or your wiener. I only care about what I do with my wiener or what you do with my wiener. Right. 
other than that... Have fun. Have fun. Be safe, I guess. Be safe. The dynamic is weird, and I feel like you, you... how many you got the the when I cut up the cheese wrong thing? Oh yeah! Holy shit! That woman. There was a what a hundred comments Argument, of arguments yeah. between about how I was like fuck. By the time they were over, when I was beating you, basically. Yeah, it's just crazy. You know, and it's like, can we just slow down? And I just I would like to just say that like, can we just stay in our fucking lane a little bit? That's all I think. I think really. that's the end. The only thing I wanted to mention because I feel like. It may have escaped us at some point to mention to all of our listeners. If you have a farm stand or a little shop of any kind, we are launching a wholesale program for the maple syrup. So, like, we have, like, Gleason's sell it in their little meat shop. Um, The Country Corner. We don't know if it's a little. It could be a big meat shop. Could be big, yeah. The Country Corner is another shop. That we ship to, so you can sell our maple syrup at your roadside stand, at your farmer's market, at your meat shop. Like, that's a program we're launching, so just get a hold of us. We'd be happy to partner up. Um, you, we, the other thing I want to say is that we, I just decided in the last, like, three minutes that, um, we might do something with granulated sugar. Mm, Yeah. Where. To ship it. Bakeries. Yeah. Um, we, we might, that might be something that we... Even just bakeries, it would probably, you'd have to sort of be more semi-localized, but we are supplying a few bakeries with maple syrup, and it's been a really, like, good relationship for both sides, so if that's something you're looking for... yeah. So I think that, um, if you're, if you're doing this, you need to reach out, and I think that if, if I could do the granulated sugar and buy a big Hobart mixer, I probably will. Um, we probably will do that and make sugar. And it can be hard to ship. I mean, easier than liquid for, for goddamn sure. sure. I mean, it's fucking easy. Yeah. So, you know, as things expand here and we do what we do, we're gonna do what we do. And but we thank you for listening. Um, I don't know. I feel like we always get all fucking off topic. And yeah, we always do. I feel it's like squ- people. It's squirrely, but I think it's still so, enjoyable. Um, have a wonderful evening. Think about me this week as I'm being a man. In the out cold. In the, out in the cold, and that's going to get warm, and I'm going to be the man up at 3 o'clock in the morning while you're cozy in bed. Yeah. And go pump sap. Yeah. And I'm going to come in with cold feet, mm. and I'm going to warm myself up on you. <laughs> I love that. And then Jay, you know, Jay's going to come in, so. And fart on um, you. He's a tutor. Yeah, he always farts on me, though. I know, it's, at least he has some manners. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the end. That's the end. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Thank you.